from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pod's moving and storage studio, it's The Ramsey Show, where America hangs out to have a conversation about your life and your money. I'm your host, Christina Ellis, joined today by my co-host and good friend, Dr. John Deloney. We're taking your calls at 888-825-5225. Hey, there's a lot going on in the world this week, a lot of drama. We've got spy balloons, we've got UFOs, we've got China, we've got money stress, inflation, and it's a lot to process. If you need a friend today to just talk to, if you've got personal things going on in your life and you just need someone to connect with, we are here for you. So give us a call, 888-825-5225. Let's go to the phones. First up, we have Kathy calling from Naples, Florida. Hey, Kathy, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much. Thanks for calling. Uh, my question is, yeah, my question is, um, I moved to uh, Florida about a year ago and kind of following a dream. I'm a registered nurse, 63-year-old divorcee, and I came down with an uh, incentive, like an $18,000 incentive from the hospital. Uh, and so I kind of made that as an, an excuse to pay like $2,700 in rent, I figured for a year to figure out what I'm doing. And it turns out that the year is up and kind of the incentives are spent. And now I have a choice to make whether I'm going to spend half of my paycheck, which is about take home pay about 2700 uh, on, on rent uh, or purchase a home, which I'm trying to do, but it's, um, I'm finding that the homes in the town that I'm in just outside Naples is, uh, more than what I sold my home back in Illinois for. What was Um, this dream you were following? I don't know. You know, I, uh, my kids came to school down here and when I visited, I kind of fell in love with the area and I just felt like I want to get out of the cold. Um, you know, I'm having to work for at least a few or several more years. And I thought the traveling will be easier. Um, and anyway, so I find myself here and, um, now a year is up and I'm kind of looking at getting a mortgage if I stay in the town that I really like, or I could go home, which is not really against, uh, I'm not totally against that. But, um, you know, I'd be with my family and friends up there. But anyway, I'm I'm just I'm feeling kind of torn. Well, here, here's where um, that question about your dream is important. Okay. If, if you want to change the weather, great. That's that's awesome. Uh, I, I totally get that. I grew up in Texas and it's a thousand degrees most of the year. And so I wanted to go to a place where it was going to have seasons. Or maybe um, you had a divorce and you just took off because you needed to be away for a season. And that makes sense too. You want to be around your kids or you saw them having fun and you thought it'd it'd make you feel 20 years younger and you want to go, like whatever it is, what I don't want to tell you is you should go back home and be with your family or you should stay here. I want you to make decisions that are best for the plans you have. But often when we start chasing dreams, that's when we make dumb decisions financially. We get ourselves in a mess if we don't know why we're chasing this dream. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. It certainly does. Yeah, and Kathy, I think there's yeah. a lot of middle ground here. So you want to stay longer, correct? You, you're you not done with the dream. You want to be there. Is that a correct assessment? Yeah, I, you know, it's funny because I feel kind of torn. You know, I've got, I've got six children and like half are there 
and you know, anyway, it's yeah, I feel kind of torn. I guess I haven't really made that. Hey, well, what if I, what if I, Kathy, what if I said, I don't, who cares about your kids? What do you want to do? I know. Thank you. Um, like, I, I, what, I, I, I'm just like, I'm your friend. We're having nachos. Like, I don't care what your kids are, are like, are doing. They're busy. They got their own lives. What do you want to do? Do you want to go back to Chicago? If you do, you had a fun year paid for by some hospital in Florida and as a good control alt delete. And we're going to go back to Chicago. Awesome. Or do you want to stay in Florida and rock it on until the break of dawn? Like, you get to pick. Or you want to move to Nebraska? Forget everybody. Like, what is it that you want to do? Yeah. I, I guess if I would decide for myself, I probably would stay. Well, then, if you stay, I think right now there's kind of like two big buckets you're seeing it as. $2,700 in rent, which is super expensive, or buying a house. But I think there's a pretty big middle ground. $2,700 is a lot. Have you looked around the area to see what other rent prices are? Yes. You know what I did? And, you know, because I'm kind of stuck on this little town I'm in, I, it's, um, um, yeah, it's, it's, it, I'm, I'm pretty much, I'm, I'm part of the lowest rent in around here. Is it just it's, you? It's really, things are super inflamed. Yeah. Is it just you or do you have a spouse? Uh, it's just me. I mean, I know yeah. I know it's not necessarily traditional whenever you're older, but have you considered maybe even living with a roommate, especially if this is like an adventure, it's a season of life. This is not something that you are for sure you want to settle into for years to come. Maybe you could have somebody else who's in a similar season, you know, live with you for a period. Are you comfortable with that? Yeah, you know what that is. That you know what that's a good idea. I you know what I've been told that, but I've not wrapped my head around it. But that would make sense since I'm kind of indecisive and that would buy me more time. I actually, this um, incentive actually is going to end a year from now. So I'm a year in. And uh, so, you know, anyway, the rent money they gave me is basically gone. But I would have to pay back a little bit if I left even What are you making as your nurse job? Like besides the incentive? I'm sorry, would you repeat that? What is your salary outside of this incentive? Uh, it's uh, about 82. Okay. So do you ever get those things in the mail that it's like, Hey, f- buy one window, get one free. We're going to be in your area or, you know, come down to golden corral and we got buy one, get one free. You ever get those kind of coupony things? Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like you have to use them all? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> do you? Like do you like do some t- like do you feel like you have to go to Golden Corral and spin that thing, or you have to go get new windows in your house every time you get one of those things? No, no, personally not. No. Okay, so I want you to be really grateful. I mean this this company must really value you and your skill set. You must be incredible at what you do because they offered you this cool incentive, and mm-hmm. you don't have to take it. It, it doesn't have right. to be part of your life if you don't want it to be. You don't have to, you're not beholden to this gift somebody gave you because suddenly it becomes really comfortable handcuffs, right? Well, and I think right. that there's just, right. yeah, there's a lot of pressure. I think right now there's kind of like extremes and I think that can often lead to indecisiveness because it feels like I have to go all in on this decision or all in on that decision. But I think right now you have a lot of options and whether it's, you know, getting a roommate or going back home, like see this season of life as an adventure. Like you said, it was a dream when you started it. 
and it still can be a dream. But I think if you start putting that pressure on, I have to buy a house immediately, that's when it can start feeling like kind of stressful. So thanks for the call, Cappy. We were cheering for you. We'll be right back. This is The Ramsey Show. I saw some recent financial statistics, and there was some pretty troubling news. When families were asked how long it would be before they faced financial hardship if a spouse died, nearly one-third said they'd be in trouble immediately. Another 44% said they'd be financially drained within six months. People, it does not have to be this way. Term life insurance plans are just plain cheap, and companies have made it even easier by not requiring exams in many cases. There really is no excuse to leave your family in this situation by not having life insurance. This is why I talk about Xander Insurance every day. They're committed to protecting families with the only products that I recommend. And their team keeps the entire process simple and affordable. Go to Xander.com for quick online pricing or call 800-356-4282. This has to be a priority. If your family is in this situation, you need to get this done. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. We're taking your calls at 888-825-5225. With debt payments and now inflation stealing more and more from your paycheck, we know a lot of you feel like you're drowning and you're scared to death that you won't have enough to take care of your family. You shouldn't have to live with that kind of stress. But if you want things to change, you need to say, I've had it and decide to try new things with your money. That means it's time to try Financial Peace University. This is our nine-lesson course that'll teach you how to beat debt and build wealth. It's everything you wish you learned about how to handle money. Nearly 10 million people have taken FPU, and they'll tell you that you don't have to worry about money like you used to. They're in control, and you can be in control too. Decide you're done stressing out about money and take control Start Financial Peace University at RamseySolutions.com slash FPU. That's RamseySolutions.com slash FPU. All right, John, this is an exciting day. It is our first time co-hosting together. This is our first time? Yeah, this is our first time. Oh, man, look at that. (laughs) We sit 10 feet away from each other, but it is (laughs) our first time on air together. That's awesome, It's an exciting day. I I can't (laughs) think of a more exciting thing. So awesome. All right. Next up, we have Roger calling from Bethesda, Maryland. Hey, Roger. Welcome to the show. Hi. Uh, thank you for taking my call. I really appreciate it. I've hey, been thanks. watching the show on YouTube and highlights and got a lot of informative information and, you know, trying to fix my life. And I was wondering if you guys can help me out in this uh, situation I'm in. Yeah. So. Well, shoot. Shoot. Let's hear what's going Go on. So, um, I'm about like total 45 K in debt right now. Um, I'm, I've already started saving, you know, my emergency fund and all and everything. But the thing that's bothering me right now is with one of my credit unions. Um, I went ahead and paid off my car loan with them, but with the same credit union, I have a debt consolidation loan and a a credit card that defaulted. The credit card is about 25 K. The debt consolidation is about 16 K. And what I fear is that they did try to reach out back before COVID, but I haven't heard from them. And now I'm hearing nothing. And when I paid off the car from the credit union, I didn't receive my title. So I called the bank and they told me that I should call the, 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 the folks that took on the, uh, the debt. And my question to you guys is, is this something I should be proactive and reach out? Because I don't, I don't have enough saved up for this yet. 
and pretty much, you know, I'm not ready to negotiate, and I, I'm worried that could they come after my car? That that's my first question for you guys. They can't hold your car. They can't hold your car uh, title hostage. You paid that. Okay. You paid that loan off. Okay. Uh, you did you pay the loan great. off? Yeah, I, I paid the loan off in December. So that whatever money I have saving up for that is what I'm saving up on the side. And, and hey, I'm just I, afraid. Roger, here, I, I sorry to interrupt. I I want you to change. You got to change your the, the, your language here, okay? And there's a reason why okay. I'm, I'm I'm adamant about it. Your credit okay. card didn't default itself. You didn't pay okay. your bills, right? Yes, correct. What has kept you from working two jobs, three jobs, five jobs, seven jobs to make sure that you you sign on a piece of paper? Hey, if you let me have this money, I'll pay you back. What's keeping you from doing that, man? Uh, nothing really. I mean, I am working two jobs. I have my day job, and then I do drive for Uber right now. Um, I, I, I recently just um, started my sobriety. I'm about a hundred days into that. Awesome. You know, fixing my life and everything fixing my life. And, you know, I went through a lot years ago and I'm finally, you know, faced it and trying to fix it. So I'm working these two jobs. It's just, you know, a matter of, um, I'm afraid because prior to this, uh, trying to fix this mess, I was sued by discovered and they also came after me. They actually garnished my check and I had to plead and uh, beg with them on a deal where I'm pretty much forking over a lot of money to them almost on a monthly basis, you know, but you know what, paying them down and saving up money. How much um, do you owe in total, my man? Uh, I, I don't have the exact number, but I think it's up around forty-five thousand. Okay, when you, so when you feel this sense of fear take over, mm-hmm. it feels like um, kind of feels like you're drowning, right? Like everybody wants a Absolutely. piece of you. Everybody's calling you, but there's a great power in sitting down with a pen and a piece of paper and going through all of the accounts that you owe money to and writing them all down in order of smallest to largest. And Absolutely. it may you may find out you owe 60 instead of 45 and I'm telling you you're going to have more peace knowing facts, knowing the data than just wondering who's going to hit you next. If you can walk into a room and know those two guys are going to hit me, that's a totally then you can you can defend yourself, you can leave, you can avoid those guys or whatever you got to do. But if you just walk into a room and think anybody can hit me at any time, your body's going to sound those alarms 24-7, 365. So get some real data. The second thing is, and again, I'm asking these questions not as judgments or anything, but I want to inspire you. Why haven't you gotten in your car and driven down to the uh, credit union and demanded to speak to somebody, not demand like a jerk, but de- like demand with respect and dignity, like sit down and talk to somebody and say, I'm over my head. I'm newly sober. I know I made a mess. How, where, how bad is it? And how do we, how do we build a plan moving out? Like what's kept you from I, doing that? So I actually did call the bank and no, 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 no. go down, both. go down there in person. Okay. Yeah, because they're just giving me the phone number of the folks that are holding the debt. And I'm like, I I really want to be adamant about fixing this. You need to go talk to somebody and look them in the eye and say, my name is Roger and I'm back. Okay. And I've scratched and clawed my way back from hell. And dude, I just want to tell you, I'm proud of you. 100 Days Sober is a huge accomplishment. I'm proud of you. I appreciate it. Yeah, that's huge. I think you need to really, like you're saying, dig deep and find, it feels like there's fear in there. There's a little bit of intimidation. I think before you said you had Discover 
come after you and garnish your wages and and you're a little bit afraid you've kind of sulked back but we want you to charge forward charge at them make the people at the bank start to feel like they're dreading you come in like bring two dollars in if that's all you have to pay that day like show them that you are showing up and you're not going to deal with it like you're you are going to deal with it but you're not going to deal with their crap so um i would really get proactive about it like you said you know you're asking should i be proactive absolutely what are you doing for work right now besides uber you say you had a full-time job yeah, so I, I, I'm a facilities uh, supervisor. So, I, I mean, I'm thankful that I do make enough to provide for myself. I have, you know, good fortune and, you know, my living conditions and all. And I'm, I've cut down and cut back a lot of my expenses and what I was doing. What do you, what do you make? What's your salary? So, I'm at a total of what my W-2 from last year showed us 63. Okay. So, at 63, are you renting a place? You got an apartment or something? No, I'm actually renting a room from a family member. Oh, fantastic. So your living expenses are pretty low, huh? Yeah, they are very low. So I've, I've been able to save up, you know, the emergency fund, uh, and I'm going on, like, saving up a little by little to cut it, attack this debt. But like I was trying to say, when I did try to talk to the bank, they're like, hey, both accounts are already, you know, to another cre- another creditor, or they sold it off to someone else. And I'm like, okay, well, when, when I try to talk to the Discover folks, they were so adamant about me paying the right amount and this and that. And I, it just built a, like you guys are saying, it's, it built up a fear. That's right. I don't want to call those people. And like you're saying, go into the bank and talk to them directly. I don't know. They're going to direct me to that same number and say, Hey, okay, you, so call it, them. You, you just changed the story a little bit. If they've already sold your loans, they've already sold your loans. They, they need to provide okay. you with who they sold them to and a contact info there. And listen, uh-huh. just think of it this way. Like, you do owe them money, right? So I'm not going to be mad at somebody calling me to get my money. If they act like a jerk or treat you less than, you can just hang up the phone. And you could say, hey, I'm I'm not interested in you being disrespectful. I'll pay you when I can. Or when you're ready to work up a plan with me, that's fantastic. Um, But they are going to come after your stuff. They are going to call you and call you and call you because they want to get their money back. And I am okay with that. Um, What I really don't want you doing anymore is trying to save and save and do this and say... Just start throwing every extra penny you have on the debt. Throw it all on there. Get very clear about what you owe. Put all of your debts in order of, from smallest to largest and start knocking them off one by one. What you need is a bunch of little wins, my brother. A bunch of little wins. Pay off the 35 bucks, the $75 loan, the 100 bucks here, the $200 credit card. Start working your way up, man. And throw every penny you have outside of that 1000 bucks on this debt. Get it done with, man. Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable, Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs, and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. We're taking your calls at 888-825-5225. All right, Deloney, I'm going to talk about something. 
It's a little bit sensitive. I feel like a lot of people don't want to talk about this, but it's a struggle that kind of crosses our worlds together. Are you going to talk about how fast I'm aging? Oh. Please don't. <laughs> Not on air. I'm sensitive. <laughs> I'll make fun of you in private. Yeah. So what's, what's up? So we've talked a lot. You have suggested, especially internally here with the personalities, we should all see a counselor, mm. right? And, and a lot of team members here talk about counseling. So I finally decided I'm going to get a counselor. You made the call. Way to I go. made the call. Okay. Which is great. I'm excited about it. Uh-huh. But then I asked for a quote. Uh-huh. Deloney, I literally got quoted $165 for a 50 minute counseling session. Yeah. I... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I literally, I, right before the show started, I could pull my phone up and show you right before the phone, like this show started, I just set up another appointment with mine. So yes, I'm good. I'm in that boat with you. It's expensive. Yeah. And, and we just did no spend month. I literally spent $100 a week on groceries for a family of four. <laughs> and now I'm going to spend $165 to talk to someone. It's yeah. $3 a minute. And I know it's good. It's I know $3 it's good. a minute. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. I, like, I hope they're going to change my life. Yeah. But we do know mental health is important. And I feel like we're constantly saying on air, get a counselor, take care of your mental health. But the costs, that's a real struggle for a lot of people. So, Yeah. And there's, uh, oh man, you're going to get me in trouble with this. So Uh-oh. with everybody. So across the country, there are shortages everywhere so there's calls all the way up in washington at all the way down to the local level we need more counselors need more counselors need more counselors and i coming from that world that's my community that's my gang i I agree i think um i I called one today i find great value and um anytime it's just basic economics when there's as much of a scarcity as there is like in nashville where we live it's hard to find somebody that will take insurance they just go to cash pay because their books are completely full with people who can write $150 checks an hour. And that's awesome. Dave pays you and I real well, 150 bucks, 165 bucks. That hurts. Hurts, right? It's yeah. a lot of money. And so beneath that is a whole swath of people that could no more write a check for 150 bucks than they right. could write a check for $1,500, right? Yeah, I'm like, if it's hurting me, like yeah, yeah. this this is an issue for a lot of people. That's exactly right. So, um, so I want to point out, and I want to do this carefully and with respect, more people are in counseling right now that have ever been in professional counseling in the history of the world, right? And, and, and what I mean by that is a licensed mental health professional, which is a relatively new thing, whether it's an LMFT or a social worker or whatever. And the anxiety and depression rates continue to skyrocket. And so I want to say, I've, I go talk to a counselor to help me navigate problems when I was doubled over with anxiety and I couldn't I couldn't move and I was radioactive they like a counselor was instrumental in getting me from point A to point B but what I'm seeing more and more is or hearing more and more is I've had this counselor for seven years and I always stop somebody and go why oh. why are you seeing the same therapist for seven years without stopping every week for right see what I'm saying so I also while I want people to get in line and go see counselors, I also want them to get a close set of two or three or four friends they can be super open and super vulnerable with because we have professionalized human interaction in many ways. We have a very, very lonely generation. I've talked about that all the time. And instead of doing this, the terrifying hard work of going to ask a group of people like, hey, you want to come over or you want to go get drinks and nachos or whatever? We just call a therapist and we pay, we'd rather pay the 150 bucks than deal with the discomfort. And so I'm challenging folks to 
also seek out human connection in other places. Mm. So when it comes down to like actually making these payments, there's a couple of options. I did my entire counseling practicum and a um, with an extraordinary group that was specifically designed for low income or students or folks who just couldn't make it work and financially. And also the university I work at had multiple different programs that had clinics for people who were not students to come in and it was 10 bucks or it was 30 bucks or it was free, right? Wow. And so I want people to get creative about looking at the local universities in their area and see if they've got uh, a clinics that, that they have for the general public, right? Is there a sliding scale with your counselor and just say, hey, I know you're, the rate on your brochure is 165 bucks. I make $9 an hour. Many, many, many therapists. In fact, I would say most um, have a sliding scale that would say, okay, we'll see you for 45 bucks an hour or we can do it for 50 bucks an hour or whatever that looks like. And make sure you're calling your um, insurance company to see if they can help out with the copay, right? Mm-hmm. And then the other big one is we're blessed here at Ramsey we have a program that, that Dave, the company will pick up X dot number of dollars per session, right? Yeah. For X number of sessions a year. And so ask your employer, do they have any programs for someone seeking mental health counseling? If you feel safe doing that, right? And not that's, everybody does, but... but um, Yeah, that's huge, especially in... It's a great place to reach like, out. First responder world. So my husband yeah, yeah. is retired police and they had an entire mental health department that a lot of cops didn't utilize it you know they're out there seeing death every day they're Mm -hmm. seeing all these dramatic circumstances and ending up having ptsd and all these different symptoms and yet still not wanting to go in and see a counselor that's right and the resource was free so make sure especially if you're in that situation where in your job you're seeing a lot on a daily basis nurses um so many nurses worked through covid and saw horrors and atrocities and right. you know there's cops in the field there's firefighters like use those resources that are available that are literally included as part of your job that's exactly right and I, it's real easy that your job becomes your entire network it becomes your friend network it becomes your your work colleague network and i was always rec- always recommending people to get connected with people outside of your work environment it just changes the, the dynamic right you might be a little bit less honest if this person next to you might want your job someday, or mm. you might be a little, little uh, uncomfortable to tell your friend who also has a reporting obligation that you're struggling with an addiction of some sort. Right. So that's when you might want to reach out to a counselor, go to a local group, go to a local um, uh, group counseling is another way. That's really so incredible. Um, but there's a lot of options. If you want to get creative, the main message I want to pass along is if you need to get counseling, figure out a way to make it work okay mm. um that may mean that y'all aren't eating out right and that means that you're not buying clothes and people often say like or you're we're not going to sign up for soccer this this the next few months and that sounds like the end of times i promise that your kids will want a regulated dad a dad that feels mm. healthy more so than playing a soccer game i promise you right That's so good figure out a way to make it happen and talk about sliding scale be open be op- be vulnerable and then get some guys and some men and women in your life that you can be friends with and be vulnerable with so how do you know if you have the ability to spend money on a counselor and let's say your baby step you know four through seven like how do you know that it's time to prioritize getting well, I, a I would say i would say even if you're in baby step one if yeah. you're baby step, like you would not go to a doctor and get your medicine. If you need to go see a counselor, if you're struggling with depression, struggling with anxiety, go see somebody. Well, right? I think a lot of people are frugal, right? They're like, I don't want to spend, a, like, are yeah. my problems worth 165? Yes, okay. Yes, yes. And it's not so much your problems as much as you're going to learn some new tools 
that are going to affect every relationship you have, including the relationship with yourself. Well, that's somebody said that the other day. They're like, this will ROI. Like you being a better person, like this money you're spending on this counseling session is going to pay off. Like you will be able to show up to work better. You will be able to help other people better because you are well. And you'll show up with your kids better. You'll show up with your spouse better. You'll show up with your with your person you're dating. You'll show up everywhere in the world well, right? And, and I don't mm-hmm. say better as though you're worse off. Like, you just show up well. You show up in that that elusive magic word that now feels like a fairy tale. You just show up with peace, right? Mm-hmm. And so the 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 art of counseling, the the counseling relationship, what you're doing is you're practicing being in relationship with somebody. And as a mid forties guy, played Texas high school football, like hey, I know how to do all the crush it and kill it and drag it. Yep. I didn't have the skills to sit down and be in a relationship with somebody and say I'm not all right. I don't. I, I don't. I didn't know how to even do that without sounding ridiculous to myself. A counselor mm-hmm. helped me practice being in relationship, and that made me a way better husband. It makes me a way better dad. It makes me a way better work colleague, right? Yes, and I think it's so important to take the stigma away because I, I grew up with an immigrant mom where it was like muscle through it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're tough. You're the, and, and for a while it was like counseling. That's not something you do, and I just it's love for weak that, and broken people. Yeah, yeah, right. And I love that we're talking about it yeah. now, and that you're talking about it, and just making it something that's normal. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> I wouldn't be here without it, and. I don't go every day for seven years, right? It's both hand, right? It's both both hand. hand. But make the call, figure it out. So here's a quick math refresher. There are only 24 hours in a day, so your business needs to streamline tasks that are time suckers and focus on activities that make money. So to reduce headaches as they scale, smart businesses use NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. NetSuite helps you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform. So join the more than 37,000 smart businesses like Ramsey Solutions that have done the math and graduated to NetSuite. And right now you can download NetSuite's KPI checklist absolutely free at netsuite.com Ramsey. That's netsuite.com Ramsey. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. We're taking your calls at 888-825-5225. Hey, if you're a new listener and you want to dive deeper into The Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for your financial journey based on exactly where you are today. That's RamseySolutions.com slash get started. All right, next we have Jose calling from Long Beach, California. Hey, Jose, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. How can we help? Uh, my question is, I'm thinking about paying out or buying out my ex-wife from my pension. I just retired a year and a half ago, and the buyout would be 65000 cash. And if I didn't pay her out, basically she'd get $1,000 out of my pension every month. Do you have $65,000? Yes. I would write that check today and be done with that relationship forever. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's what my and, brother said. Exactly and listen, I don't, I don't even know if that works mathematically, and I don't care. Oh, okay. Like the the longer y'all are braided together, man, the just it's just more room for mess, dude. All uh, right, you know what? That's exactly what I was told. But I say, you know what? Let me look on YouTube, and I look at Ramsey, <laughs> and he has all these different talks about you know money, financial decisions, and stuff like that. And I said, let me call these guys and see what they can. What direction they can guide me in. So. Now, hold I, on. I, and listen, Jose, I'm impulsive and I also am relational 
Christina, am I wrong? <laughs> You're not wrong. Okay, all right, all right. Christina's an infinitely wiser and more measured human being than I am. Um, if somebody okay. breaks up with me and we're done, then I'm going to be completely done. That's what? just my way of doing life. Right. Like I'm a, I was sitting here about to math it out. And then you said that. And I'm like, I'm, I'm with you in that boat because yes, maybe the numbers <laughs> will like add up in a certain way. But if you have the cash, this would be a different conversation if you didn't have the cash. But if you have the cash, like I'd be out. I'm done. I yeah, might. Yeah, I did the number. I did the numbers and it shows like I make up the difference in like seven to seven and a half years. You know, well, and how old are you? 52. I just retired about a month and a half ago. So do, do you, <laughs> I was going to be mean, man. Do you miss her, Jose? Do you like having to pay her every month just to stay connected? Well, I haven't started paying her yet. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I haven't got my first pension check yet, but I, that's why I got to do this like today or tomorrow. I got to decide. Dude. Uh, because once I get the pension check, I can't do you go still? Back do you all still talk? It. Do you all still communicate? Well, we have two kids together, so it's like we have to talk. Okay. So have you broached the idea with... Well, I, if you if it is it written into your divorce decree that this is an option? Uh, yes. Basically she has to just sign a waiver form and it basically eliminates all her community rights to the pension. Will, will she sign that so form? We, yeah, she already, it's already pretty much done. I just gotta push that button to send that money. It's just hard sending a lot of money like that. Wow. But bye Felicia. Bye. 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 <laughs> Pay it off right now. Right now. Be free. Be free. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's kind of that like pick your heart. Like it's going to be real hard to send that check every month or allow that money to go every month for years or like, six yes. years from now. You're going to meet somebody amazing, and she's going to love the fact you're still paying a thousand bucks to your ex-wife. She's going to love it. <laughs> no, that's what I'm trying to like, find. You know, look at all the finances. And say, okay, I'll I'll get this for my pension. These are my my bills for the month. How much do I have left? It's just like all these numbers are loaded places just trying to make the best decision possible. Like I, to me, this is almost entirely a psychological decision, not a math problem. I want to be done with that as, as soon as I can. I'm going to continue to honor her and treat her with dignity and respect as the mother of my kids and my kid's mom. I'm going to honor her, but I'm going to move on with my life. I'm going to write her the check and I'm going to be done. Well, and I think it's like big pain up front, right? Like it's <clears throat> it's a huge hit up front, but then you don't, if you go the other route, it's kind of like a slow burn of resentment. You yeah. still have kids together. So it's like, you're going to feel that thousand dollars missing from your budget and going, man, like every month it's like, if I didn't have this situation, if she wasn't, you know, in my life right now in this way, I wouldn't have, I would have a thousand dollars back. And I think that's going to breed resentment. And you don't want that. Like you, you're ready to move on y'all, you know. You can move on. You have the money to do it. So, yeah, I'm with you, Deloney. Good for you, man. All right. Up next, we have Victoria calling from Phoenix, Arizona. Hey, Victoria. Welcome to the show. Hey, how are you? Hey, we're doing well. What's up? So, I'm in a little bit of a predicament. Um, I went ahead and I had $17,000 in total on a few cards and I wasn't able to pay it. And so, I decided to do debt consolidation. Oh, no. Yeah, and now I'm learning why people don't do that. What, why and weren't you able to pay your $17,000? Um, at the time, I was a full-time student, and I just moved to Phoenix from Kansas City, and the cost of, like, my rent was already $1,400, and I have, like, medical debt. Um, I also owe my car, my auto loan, and I was just very overwhelmed. So I was kind of like, okay, how can I get out of this? And so I was like 
just made an impulse decision and thought it would fix things and it made things so much worse. Mm. How much total do you have in debt? Um, total, so on the credit card debt, I owed 17000 I have ten about $10,000 in medical bills. And then I have, I think I only owe about $4,000 left on my auto loan and then obviously life costs. And then did you consolidate all of this or, or the 17000 is the consolidation and the rest are no, separate? So, so the $17,000 is the original amount that I owed. I now, after the consolidation, uh, according to people that I consulted with, I now only owe a little over um, $7,000. Since September, I've paid them um, $1,700 because yeah. that's when this all started. So I'm a little bit lesser than that now. Do you have, um, do you, who do you owe the de- original debt to? Um, I, well, the 17 is dispersed between people. So I have Wells Fargo, uh-huh. um, American Express, um, the city cards, do you I have anything in writing from them about these settlements, or are they have they started suing you? I just got sued. And okay. That's why I'm calling. So yeah. I, it sounds like you're getting run around from this debt consolidation yeah. company. I would end all relationship with them immediately, and I would call each one of these cards and say, "I got yeah, I was young and I got scared. I did something stupid, and will you help me? I messed up. I would I would okay. I would plead with them, and um, I'm going to say this with all due respect. Is that cool? We're friends. Is that yeah. awesome? Let's do it. Be blunt. I need the honest truth. Okay. I got two PhDs working full time with a wife and kids all the way through. Like school's hard and I'm not, Hey, listen, (laughs) I'm not that smart and I'm not that hard of a worker. So what I'm telling you is you can figure it out, but I know you got overwhelmed. You you learned a good, expensive, hard lesson, right? You got to go get a job and probably two and probably three. And I think you can still do that and keep up your school stuff. Okay. I want you, you need a bunch of little wins right now, psychologically, as much as you need some money. Yeah. Are you working at all right now? I am. Yeah. I have a full-time job. What is your income? Um, I just started at the beginning of last month. And if I'm honest, I haven't calculated it out because I didn't officially start to like the middle of January, but my guess is probably under $3,000. Are you getting paid hourly? Um, I make um, tips, and I also get paid hourly. My hourly wage is ten sixty eight, and then it's whatever tips I get because I'm a waitress. Okay. And what did you study? You said you were in school. I studied writing, songwriting, and worship. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. Listen. My degree was in humanities. We've all been there. <laughs> There's a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, you need another job besides waitressing. Okay. Okay. Another full-time job and the waitress on top of that. And then on Saturdays and Sundays, pick up every shift you possibly can. I I really want you to work like a maniac for the next 12 to 24 months and just be free for once and for all. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would really like to be free. That sounds great. I know. And there's no hacks or secrets. I'm so sorry. I wish there was like a, a group of folks who were super bent on helping people. They're not. They just want to take your money. And then you're the one that gets sued, not them. Well, and it's like as you you work and as you have that money available, you do have more negotiating power, right? Like if you go out and work like crazy this weekend, you just work 18 hours and you get a big chunk of cash, then you can go to one of those guys and say, hey, I've got this much money. Will you accept it to wipe out things? Like, can we be done now? It just gives you a little bit more power. So, girl, this is, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's heavy, but... You can do this. You can get through this. It feels like a mountain now, but you'll be out of it before you know it. That's exactly right.
That puts this hour of The Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back. It's Christina Ellis. If you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click on the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.